Hey guys, we're about to get kicked off with today's episode of the Mind Your Own Dog Biz podcast. I'm excited for this episode, but first, I wanted to officially announce something. Dog Biz School is opening its doors for 2021 enrollment. Our coaching team has been getting ready behind the scenes to have one of the most powerful, powerful coaching years for 2021. You thought we did big things for 2020? You have no idea what we have up our little sleeves, well, big sleeves for 2021 and for all of our incredible dog business owners. The thing is, we only open our doors a few times a year, and I wanted to make sure I gave all of my listeners an opportunity to learn a little bit more about it, to apply to it. And even if you apply, it's no obligation. This way you can talk with one of our program advisors, see if it's going to be a fit. Because no matter what's in store for 2021, you can be prepared and ready with your dog business. It doesn't matter if you're a dog trainer, pet sitter, groomer, because our team of coaches have your backs and we're ready to lead you no matter what happens, no matter if there's another pandemic, no matter if there's a crazy economic crash, we got you. And the most beautiful thing that I personally love, and I know it's going to be very, very important to a lot of my listeners is when you work with dog biz school, there's not more of a sacrifice. And when I talk about sacrifice, more time, more work on your plate as a busy dog uh, business owner. The deal is we want you to be wealthy, not only with money in the bank naturally, but also with your time, your energy, and your empowerment to live a life that you truly love and actually have a business that works for you, for you not to be stuck working in your business consistently. Because that that's that's not cool. You don't want to do That's unsustainable. So dog biz school is your place. This is where smart as F dog trainers and dog business owners go to get educated, make some bold ass moves and shifts in their business and create lasting wealth. Plus what's really excited too is our groundbreaking accreditation program is included in dog biz school, which is going to be launching extremely soon. So if you are interested, what you can do is go to www.dogbiz, that's D-O-G, B as in boy, I-Z as in zebra, 2021.com. So that's dogbiz2021.com. And you can apply. Like I said, it's a non-obligated application. You can speak to one of our, our program advisors, see if it's a good fit. If it's not, that's totally cool. But I wanted to give every single one of you guys the opportunity if you've ever wondered what it would be working like with one of our team members. It's an incredible opportunity. And I encourage all of you guys that you've ever been interested in working with one of us to hop on this opportunity because we might actually not even be opening up till maybe Q3 of 2021. So dogbiz2021.com and I'll catch you on the other side. You're listening to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, leading expert in dog business strategist, Kristen Lee. Guys, get ready for your journey. Your journey to cutting edge marketing and sales, creating a standout kick-ass dog business brand, along with mastering your mindset that's going to smash all of those glass ceilings that have been holding you back and catapult your dog business to the next level with actionable steps you can take right away. We're going to empower you. We're going to grow you as you step into your authentic self, not only as a dog trainer, dog walker, or whatever slice of the pet industry you find yourself in, but as that badass entrepreneur. My mission is to disrupt the current norm cut through the noise, cut through the bullshit and empower the incredible women of the dog business industry to step into the spotlight, 
reclaim control and transform not only their businesses, but their lives. It's real, it's raw, it's uncensored, and it's what this dog business industry needs. Let's do this, guys. everybody welcome to today's episode of the mind your own motherfucking dog biz podcast and today i have a super special guest by dogs of charm city she is in baltimore baltimore sorry Lindsay, am i saying baltimore wrong because i don't wait i love how you (laughs) you're so funny wait no yeah baltimore but you're so spot on with the baltimore yeah i'm I'm trying to say it because i have an ex-brother-in-law that's from the area and he used to yell at me the way we said it. Anyway, hello, Lindsay. Welcome to My Drone Dog Biz. I'm so excited to have you here. Ah, me too. I know. Big fangirl right here. Super pumped to chat. Yes. So to all my listeners here today, Lindsay is here to discuss her experience with her incredible company, Dogs of Charm City. And we're going to let you know how to get in touch with them to discuss her experience going beyond just the dog walking services. Now, this is something a little bit controversial. and I'm going to put this one out here, but my listeners know I'm controversial. Lindsay goes beyond the basic bitch services, serving the dog owners, like her dog moms, what they want, what they need, and what they fucking crave. Something that grassroots has been preaching and screaming for years that dog owners do not want the basic services. So our girl Lindsay here is doing that and she's here to discuss it because those motherfucking dog owners that are out there, not just in Baltimore, but outside the entire US and inside the US and wherever else in this fucking country, no matter what pandemic, which Lindsay's gonna talk about too as well, is these people really want community and getting out and doing the things in the real world to celebrate their dogs while doing legit cool shit. So Lindsay's here, the badass company, Dogs of Charm City, and is getting outside the box and also getting inside the box too and leading the way. So Lindsay, again, welcome officially. Hello, 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 my love. How are you? Doing well. I'm sitting here with some vino. Also, I love how you said in the box. I know we'll cover that later, but that's so clever. Out of the box and in the box. Have you seen the video? Already going off script here. Have you seen the video on my Instagram where Maggie was doing the in the box thing and I was just losing my shit with the little tiny uh, Donald Trump hands? Yes. And like, love it. Love you guys and your dynamic. And like, just for keeping it real, I'm always cracking up with the shit that you post. Well, what's really funny is we play off this dynamic. Like I'm the super important businesswoman, corporate person. And then Maggie's like this funky, like eccentric, almost like out there kind of gypsy. I don't want to use the word gypsy too much, but like out there and not serious. Yeah. Actually it's the other way around, but people love it. I don't know why. No, I love like the dynamic you guys have going on too. Like, I feel like you're these, like, you're just so great for each other. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you sound, I sound like you're like married, but uh, you know, <laughs> no, as, he, as business partners. <laughs> well, I'm actually married to a guy at home and she's getting divorced from her guy, but we are literally business wives. That's what we call each other. And then we have love a business it. daughter who is our operations assistant. And she always talks about it being our business baby. So anyway, how long have you, Lindsay, been in the business of dogs? 
six-ish years. And also I like that you say business of dogs because there are definitely quite a few things we do relating to dogs. I feel like I talk to some people and they're like, how long have you been dog walking? I'm like, well, you know, I can, I can tell you about that. Um, but the business of dogs is a better representation. So, um, yeah, six ish years, um, kind of rewinding a bit. I, I feel like I've always been a dog mom at heart. I grew up with a wiener dog named Oscar. I'd like bake him cakes and carry him around everywhere. Um, I also come from a family of, um, small business owners and entrepreneurs. My mom, actually, she owned her own decorative painting business for over 20 years And, um, I've got some aunts and uncles and cousins doing some cool stuff. Um, you know, nothing crazy, just like people with their own, own businesses. Um, so, you know, I guess you could always say I've been inspired. And although sometimes I'm like, wow, never in a million years would I imagine myself owning a dog business. I'm like, huh, like the pieces kind of connect and maybe I should have seen this coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Entrepreneurship's in your blood, right? Like maybe, I don't know. Some days I think that and, and other days I'm like, I don't know. But um, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like entrepreneurs, I believe entrepreneurs are born and they're also, they're also yeah. do. And especially if you come from an entrepreneurial style family, like I don't come from an entrepreneurial family. You know, I always consider my entrepreneurship was made at a young age. And I feel when you have that level of family support that knows what it's like to be a small business owner, it makes it little bit easier like not too too much easier like I wish it was but anyways I think that's yeah no absolutely and I feel like it's not even like you know you have like entrepreneurship in your blood it's like all of those built-up life experiences like you know my mom she you know she'd be like sending emails painting boards at at 9 p.m or whatever and then during the day she's you know, able to go to our like school plays, whatever. And like, I watched her grow up and like communicating with her clients and building this business and like, you know, just some of those like qualities, um, in entrepreneurs and being quick on our feet. But anyways, yeah. So what would you say, Lindsay, is your superpower? So I would say, um, probably eating food first and <laughs> foremost. <laughs> um, I love it. I, yeah, I, so fun fact about me, actually, I went to school for food science. So when people are like, yeah. So when people are like, I love food, I'm like, no, like I, I actually majored in food. I love food. Um, so fun fact about me, but I would say, um, definitely being agile, like mentally agile. I try not to overthink things. I kind of just do things, you know, obviously being quick to do things, can sometimes come with negatives, but, um, I think in the world of entrepreneurship and also COVID times, I I think it's a superpower. Yeah. It's the whole ability. It's like, I I think back to like the friends episode when Ross is like pivots, pivots, pivots. Like if Ross only knew like that 2020 was coming. Yeah. It's like the year of fucking pivoting. It's like every two seconds, it's like pivot, pivot, pivot. It's like dodging freaking bullets. So what was the last thing that you accomplished that made you so incredibly proud? So we had our best month in the history of Dogs with Charm City in October, and it was freaking amazing. Yeah. How'd you celebrate? Um, You know what? TBD. Like, I feel like I wanted to do something with our team, but like, again, weird COVID time. So Mm kind of, you know, just some like internal, like... I don't know, chatting, like it it needs to happen, but it hasn't yet to be completely honest. 
Well, what's really interesting as like career entrepreneurs, when we hit these like mileposts, like to say it's like the 20,000 mark or 50,000 or 100,000 or even million dollar month mark, it's like it goes there and sometimes you even forget it. And I remember yeah. years ago, one of my first mentors is like, what was, because I was moving out of corporate into entrepreneurship full time. And my, one of my mentors was like, okay, what's that number? And I was like, okay, it's this number. She's like, you're not going to even know when you get there. And lo and behold, I hit it like three months before. And it's just like, okay, next. Because when we're super hyper-focused on the numbers, we have so many other external things going on. But that's a whole other yeah. conversation. Do you have a favorite quote? You know, I, my mom always says this, and I think it's applicable to so many things, everything in moderation. And I feel like that's kind of like, that's more like a mantra. Like, I don't know who said that. Um, quotes. I do, you know, throwing it back to Thomas Edison, I'm probably going to butcher this, but I know he said something like, I haven't failed. I've just found a thousand ways that don't work. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. Um, just, you know, like that concept of not being afraid of a failure and kind of seeing the positives in doing something that like may not turn out, um, like you had hoped. Yeah. I mean, do you find it like a lot of the stuff you failed at? Like, I feel that a lot of people don't understand this ugly truth, like to success, like all the failures lead up to that one success. So it's like people see that one little percent of success, but they don't realize the other 99% of failures that are out there. Absolutely. And I think it's cool. Like, and I, I feel like you're one of those people, you're definitely transparent about things and like, you know, what you guys are doing at grassroots and like, obviously you're crazy freaking successful, but I feel like you guys aren't afraid to be like, look, listen, like, you know, it took X, Y, Z to get here and do this and, um, and make sure other people know that, right. Like mm -hmm. other entrepreneurs that, um, failure, it has to happen. And it's yeah. not even like, I don't even like saying the word failure. Cause it's just like, you know, they're just these like more opportunities or, or things you tried and, um, they're necessary. Like you said, you know, I think it's like a stepping stone. So it's, it's funny when I look back at quote unquote failures of 2020 with grassroots, there is this one time and I wish it's the last couple of jokes on the podcast with when I've had of Maggie, I'm like, remember Maggie, that one time we invested $30,000 in a five hour day event with somebody and then COVID hit the next day. And then the whole industry got shut down. She's like, yep. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, like, shut up. That really happened. Like, no, it really did. So we were oh actually, my God. If, you, if you go back to like, February, like early February, February of this year, we were in Florida because we hired some new mentors because the pet dog industry is like crazy morphing, like on the back ends. And one thing that uh, grassroots is doing is working with like corporate people, like corporate contracts and everything like that. And we were implored to kind of, to kind of focus on another side of the industry, not the pet industry, but a different side of the corporate contracts. And then got off our plane from Miami into North Carolina. And then the whole COVID thing happened. <laughs> and we're like, oh, well, fuck me up the ass right now. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Oh my God. But the thing is too, it's like, it's, we don't see it as a failure. We see it as like, okay, cool. So COVID bought us more time and we can actually serve more dog professionals that are out there, like the people that are listening. So yeah, exactly. Like it happened, you moved on. Um, yep. I know you touched on it like real quick when we opened, but there's some people, you know, I'm in some dog walker Facebook groups and whatnot. And there's some people that are just like, they post every day, this like sappy shit, you know, like, Oh, does anyone else like have, you know, have clients right now? Things are so bad, you know, just like dwelling on, mm -hmm 
on like COVID or like one bad thing, you know, losing clients and um, kind of not getting past it. So yeah, it sucks. I mean, like I'm it, so, it does suck. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't mean to be like yeah, you know. Yeah. No, I'm I'm in the total headspace as you. It's like it really fucking sucks. COVID happened, and there's a lot of people that I've you know I've known that have gone out of business. Dog trainers too, but at yeah. the same time too, it's like at what point do we start to say to ourselves and like spin it like, okay, cool. What can I do? What is this opportunity to teach me to w- a different way to do business? Right. And right. that's the biggest part about it. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. I, yeah. I want to focus on you. I want to focus on your amazing business, Jokes at Charm City. Um, so Lindsay, you already said, you know, people are like, oh, tell me, I've only been walking dogs, but what drove you and your business dogs at Charm City to become go beyond just a dog walking service and create like dog centric events for your clients, like water taxi cruises, boozy pups and banana uh, pajama brunches and other events. Like, what drove you to do something so out of the box, like almost eclectic? Yeah. And what 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 inspired you to do that? So, you know, I would say a big turning point for me was giving my own dog Wilson. So my little rescue buddy, um, when I became a dog mom, I saw things a little bit differently. Like I, I felt like I had a better understanding for like our dog walking clients. And, um, you know, I was like the, I was our demographic, you know, the person Mm -hmm. who wanted to be super extra and like buy clothes for their dogs and do things. And, um, you know, I became close with some dog walking clients. We'd meet up at the dog parks on the weekend, check out these dog friendly spots. Um, so truly kind of seeing a need for it, like personally, because it didn't exist, at least, um, not in Baltimore. So yeah, really like we kind of created it within this like client friend group kind of thing, um, with checking out dog friendly spots and, some dog mom friends encouraged me to host our very first ticketed event, which was, we called it a Galentine's romp. There were like eight of us We drank <laughs> wine, you know, like, you know, super yeah. chill. Like you got to start somewhere. And we're like, this is fun. Like see you next weekend. Okay, cool. And then it just kind of turned into this thing where I started to make it like public and like more official where I was selling tickets and um, just kind of kept going from there. I think what's really incredible to all the listeners out there was Lindsay was able to look through the eyes of her client, right? Because she was a client. So what we see happening a lot with a lot of dog walkers and dog trainers is you're only focused on the solution versus you're not focused on what's going on truly in the head of your person, your ideal client. I hate the word ideal client. There's a lot of words I hate these days. One is ideal client. (laughs) So fucking overused these days. But it's like you were able to basically look at the world of dogs and owning dogs um, through the eyes of a filtered dog mom. And that's what really, really most likely drove you to have this crazy, crazy success with it. I think that's incredible. I think it's. Yeah, no, 8,000%. Like, I couldn't agree more. I think it was like you just said, like, I, I am, you know, kind of like the the star person of my demographic or however you, you know, you marketing people like talk about that. But um. Hmm. Yeah. So like seeing through, (laughs) (laughs) well, like whatever, I don't don't know. I'm some words I'm I'm very aversive to today. Brand strategist. Yeah. Like whatever. Anyway, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so tell me a little bit and share with the, the listeners, how has the response been with these events and with the mom, the dog moms and dog dads you service? Like how has the overwhelming response been? Outstanding for the most part. I say for the most part, because there's definitely people who think we're just like batshit crazy. Not so much our, our clients, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, say that boozy. Um, so we did, gosh, I guess it was like last it was in February, 2020, um, the pups and pajamas boozy, um, boozy brunch where it was literally all you can drink. We had like catering of donuts. Everyone was in their PGs. There were like 150 dog owners. Like, so people, you know, maybe stopping by the brewery were like, what in the hell is going on? Um, but I mean, truly for the people that are coming to these events, it's like, can't get enough, um, like when's the next event. And it's just really, really fun to be able to connect with your community on such a personal level. Like it doesn't get more personal than like, Hey, I'm getting drunk. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Oh my God. Uh, pajamas, donuts, beer, cider. I'm there. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like the trifecta. I know. So, um, that was, that was probably our biggest ticketed event. Well, it did happen in 2020. I was going to say last year, but uh, it's kind of like the last hurrah of 2020. And we did a couple March paw crawls, what we called Mm -hmm. it, kind of like brewery paw crawls where we popped up and it was halfway through that, that we like cut it Mm. with COVID. So fucking COVID. Fucking COVID. Fucking COVID. Jeez. (laughs) Um, Well, what's also, what I want to like really reiterate back to the listeners right now, like Lindsay's ain't doing this shit for free guys. (laughs) <laughs> like she's ticketing and selling and getting yeah. out, making those connections. So, cause I see a lot of people, I see a lot of dog business owners try to do something very, very much like this. And I see them undervalue themselves by doing it for like super, super cheap or for fucking free. And I'm like, no, no, this is why Lindsay's here to talk to you motherfuckers. So you guys yeah. can <sighs> learn about this. You just can't, I mean, I shouldn't say can't, you can make time for some of that. And I do believe there, there's a, a place. Um, I'll give you an example. Like we, we do a pups and puppuccinos events where we're out for maybe like an hour and a half, two hours. Um, whoever we're partnering with local coffee shop, whatever is, is donating whipped cream. We're donating some of our time. People are giving cash in exchange and that's going to a nonprofit. But yeah, like in terms of these events, dude, so many hours go into like the planning, the marketing, the ticketing, the actual event itself. Like you know, we were probably there for like eight hours for that pups and pajamas thing between like setting up and breaking down and we bring our merch. And so, yeah, you, you know, you gotta, um, gotta know your value and you just have to charge. And truly, I think a lot of people coming to these events, see that they see the value. You have to make sure they know the value, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, yeah, you gotta, you got to charge um, yeah. for these type of things. You got to charge. Got to charge. Got to charge. You got to get that cheddar. Get budget. that cash money. No, yeah. I mean I don't, and I don't want to be like you know charge, charge, charge. But like you got to, you know, you can't just be yeah. doing yeah for fun. Yeah, it's the whole thing of like, would you? And this is something that people will probably hang up and listening to this right now. It's like, <laughs> all right, you can be that nice homeless dog trainer and I'm not making fun of homelessness at all, but like living in a cardboard box versus living a comfortable life. And, you know, we all deserve to live uh, comfortable lives. So speaking of that, like, because of the success of Dogs of Charm City and your events, how have you been able to give back to your local community using these events? 
So, um, I mean, definitely from a monetary standpoint, they're a great way for us to be like, Hey, you know, a dollar from each ticket is going to, um, X, Y, Z to Berks animal shelter, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, aside from the money, we almost always try to loop in some local shelter, um, to actually bring dogs to our events. So it will be like, Hey, come to this event. You know, we're not going to charge you. Like we want you to show up if you're able to bring some dogs that are like socialized and would be okay in this kind of setting. Um, they walk around, we make it very known that like these, however many dogs are up for adoption, they're there. Um, we've had like at the, the pajamas, pups and pajamas event. I keep going back to that, but it was a good one. Um, there was like the SPCA of Maryland came out and they had like a trailer type thing in the parking lot. So people could go out, kind of take a break and like, go check out these dogs. They had cats in there. Um, so things like that, you know, and then even, um, aside from animal shelters, which I feel like, you know, we always talk about in, in Mm -hmm. our industry, just helping to support other businesses through, through exposure, like to our, to our audience, right? Like they might not have known about the brewery we had it at. They might not have known about those donuts and like, you know, we might, we might work out something where the donut person giving us donuts and we are doing like advertising on Instagram, that kind of thing. Um, you know, or we work it into the ticket price, but whatever, we always just try to make sure that like, everyone knows, um, you know, this is who's participating in the event. Here's their like Instagram handles, like go show them some love, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. yeah. That's fucking awesome. Well, that's also too, it's like, yeah, we're in this business of dogs, but also too, it's like, we are in business and to be able to help out other business owners and like have that, like all that kind of intertwined is incredible too. Cause it's, you know, those breweries, like I'm in Durham, North Carolina, those breweries are not yeah. like, they're not owned by like the Anheuser-Busch. They're owned by my next door neighbor or somebody down the street from us. So yes. It's incredible that you're able to partner and do all the fun things and get donuts and bring kitties out there too. So um, I always um, love people. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. No, I was just going to say, I didn't mean to interrupt you. My, no, okay. my dad is from Durham. I have to tell you that. So oh, um, yeah. So, you know, I know a thing or two about Durham, girl. Oh, where yeah. was he from down, the downtown area or was he from the outside area? Um, outside area. They were like, so I know he just, he'd always say he grew up between Duke and Chapel Hill. Okay. So whatever that means, um, somewhere kind of in the middle there. Okay. If you talk to him, tell him this crazy girl, I'm in right in the middle <laughs> of the RTP. It's called Research RT- Park. Okay. Yeah. RTP. I'll let him RTP, know. Yeah. I came down here, uh, because of everybody moved, every company in New Jersey, New York city was moving down to North Carolina and they offered me a package. I could not refuse. And then I left them a couple months later. I'm like, Oh, thanks for the free package down here. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the free package. Warmer weather. Bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except for the tornadoes. Durham is a true. I love fucking Durham. Durham um, Durham's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I love that you brought cats out too. I've been telling everybody lately, like, I'm very emotionally attached to my cat since my dog died because my cat's been so fucking cool with me. So I'm like, oh, yay, kitties. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that. So I think something a lot of people don't know. I didn't know this until about last year, but a lot of the shelters have more cats than dogs. And yeah. I think that that was eye-opening. I did not know that. So yeah, yeah. kitties are, kitties are cool. Cats are cool. And we even in grassroots, now we have a cat business specialist in there. She does. No way. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's so freaking cool. I'm always asking her questions. I'm like, I'm like, 
because that cat has a smushed face. Is he brachiocephalic, like a boxer? Like, does he have breathing issues? And she's like, oh, it's all about <laughs> so I'm like, ah, this is so cool. <laughs> what? That's so cool. No, that cat world is like a world I, I, I know things about, but gosh, I'd love to pick her brain. Yeah. So let's talk about, not the cat, but the elephant in the room. COVID-19, the pandemic, corona apocalypse, whatever you want to call it. So being a natural entrepreneur that you are, which you are, and a problem solver, I know you did not lay down and cry about COVID. Well, you might have. You might have. Because we all did. We all did. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But how did you and your team, because I know you have a team behind you, Mm -hmm. rise to the challenge and pivot to continue to be badasses? Yeah. So we, um, we pivoted hard and we pivoted fast. And, um, I know I, I mentioned it, we had the best month in the history of Dogs Charm City in October, obviously like things first went South. It was like in March and March sucked. Um, we like, things were really good leading up to March for us. And, Mm -hmm. and then yeah, COVID came and, we probably dipped down to like 15 ish percent of the number of walks that we were, we were doing up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got pretty creative, like right off the bat. And although we weren't serving the same number of clients, we were able to put more time and energy into, um, some more like value add services to the clients that we were serving. So, you know, we were still serving, um, medical staff, even when, things were like at the worst point and it was like essential personnel only. So doing more things like pack walks and 60 minute walks. And, um, we do something pack adventures where it's more like a half day kind of thing. So capitalizing on that, like that need for dog owners to want to continue to socialize their dog in a safe and responsible way. That was a big thing for us that we were able to, to help with and, um, and still are, I mean, gosh, the whole socialization aspect. And I know some of this is like specific to my business and my demographic Mm -hmm. and, you know, most of our dogs actually. So like roughly 60% of our dog walking clients are on Instagram. Their dog is on Instagram. I don't know if that's like a Baltimore city thing. I don't know what that is, but like, and also I know I also attract that kind of clientele, but Mm. anyways, so Dogs want to see, they want to hang out with other dog Instagram friends. They want their parents want to see photos that they can post to Instagram of their friends. They want to see their dog having fun. Um, it's no longer that like, Hey, I'm at work. I need you to grab my dog. It's like, we, like, I want my dog to have a really great day. And I, and I know that's through like one of your really fun services with other dogs. So we kind of kept capitalizing on that. And, um, we still, our numbers aren't quite up, but the cool thing is that, um, we picked up a ton of new business. So like the COVID puppy boom is so real. And although we, we still aren't seeing as many of our regulars right now, about 35% of our current schedule didn't exist pre COVID. So like, yeah, pup, you know, a lot of those were puppies, people rescuing, um, whether they were medical staff. Um, I should also mention like, we are like Hopkins, Johns Hopkins hospital is, is in our service area. So, Mm. you know, I think some of this, we do have quite a lot of, uh, medical personnel here in Baltimore that are like needing locks because they are actually gone from the day two. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. So like the puppy boom is very real and we, 
um, we picked up a lot of new biz that I'm, that I'm really psyched about. And like, I know it wasn't just out of the blue. We really tried to stay super top of mind for people, Mm -hmm. whether they were like, I love dogs or just kind of like, I am thinking about getting a dog or they're a new dog owner. Um, kind of in the beginning of COVID through like blog posts, social media, mm-hmm. um, and even like months leading up to that, you know, making connections through events and swag we do, um, things like that. So anyways, yeah, some new business. Um, so, you know, we're hoping to see those regulars come back like yeah. when they're ready through some service, but, um, yeah. That's um, incredible. What else, COVID? Oh, like events. So basically when it started, like I mentioned, we were doing, we were in the middle of that like March Pockrell series. And I was like, man, I got to cancel this. Like it was kind of that awkward, like still optional point. I was like, I just can't do this. And we refunded Mm -hmm. people and we really haven't done events per se. Cause we just, you know, even there were periods, I feel like the past couple months where it was like, maybe okay to do something outside, but I just like, wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Um, both from a personal standpoint. And then also like being a little shaky from like a PR standpoint, like what would somebody think of me? You know, mm-hmm. um, like not gonna lie. So, so anyways, um, we had extra time on our hands there, not doing these events. And we really put that energy into ramping up retail. So we have some swag on our website. Um, so working on that, investing in our branding, investing in some design. I know, you know, Kayla at Docs yeah, Design. She's awesome. She's so great. So talented. So, um, you know, I got to shout out to Kayla for sure for helping us with uh, some of our retail and stuff like that. And, um, you know, like focusing on alcohol themed things and like, <laughs> co- and seriously, and like capitalizing like, on that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just being very on trend with like retail we're pushing out right now, like cozy stuff, sweatshirts, mm-hmm. things people want to launch. And so, um, yeah. That's, that's so fucking, that's amazing. I love it. I absolutely fucking love it. Yeah. And funny thing about talk design, we actually had a, we had a business call with her a couple of weeks ago and we we're like, yeah. can we send you people? She was like, ah, Dr. Term City blew me up too much. Stop. <laughs> she was so funny. She, she loves, I know she spoke very highly of you too during her call because her stuff is incredible incredible I love yeah. her style and she's actually because I like brand like I'm a branding person but I do theory and she is design and it's just yes like magic she makes and it's just such a beautiful artistic touch to everything so anyway yes yeah. no I know big fan girl of Kayla as well yeah. and she knows that I feel like I'm like always like telling her like commenting on all of her shit like oh my god this is my favorite ever I love this and like <laughs> she just she just keeps pushing out this stuff and I'm like this is so good yeah. um so yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Her, t- her and her team are incredibly talented. Yeah. yeah. So kind of going into the merch stuff and the swag, something that I fully admire and find incredibly impressive. And so does the grassroots team. Cause we, you know, we, we look at people, we, we do look at people and up and comers is that your company and your company alone is one of the, the dog companies or dog training, dog walking, pet sitting companies that has merch, but you actually have follow through and strategy around it. Like the launches of your projects, like the merch store. I know you have a new dog box, which I love too. Mm -hmm. And after some serious stalking about the dog box, that looks really good. I like the fact that you source local artists too. Meaning I know 
how easy it is to get caught up in shiny red ball syndrome, but like being able to deliver consistently with everything else that you have going on, right? So you have your marketing, you have to run your employee team, you have to do your finances, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to go on Instagram, you have to tag your your dog influencers too, which is a whole other thing that I find so interesting. But like for you as somebody that's consistently going, 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 by the way, that's why I'm so excited you're sitting here with the time today. How do you, Lindsay, balance it all? Like how do you balance it all and consistently deliver the way you do? Oh gosh. I mean, well, first of all, I'm glad that you think that because it's not always the case. Like we may get that impression, but like, you know, things can be a little bit all over the place sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of like retail and making things happen, I feel like I know things are going to be successful only because I um, like a lot of our ideas come from our community and we're like constantly chatting like, Hey, what do you think of this idea? And like, um, never underestimate the power of like a free, you know, free survey or like Google forms. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're constantly collecting info. Like, what do you guys want to see? That kind of thing. Um, so knowing that a launch is going to be successful before we even do it because people know it's coming and then, you know, making sure everyone else who may, may not know is also getting like psyched up about it. Um, I think from a like time standpoint and managing my time, I like freaking love Instagram. Like I live on there and <laughs> crack. I yeah, it is. But you know what? And I wanted to tell you this because I thought it might blow your mind. Like I recently did a survey with um our current dog walking client Tell. And mm-hmm. guess what percent of them um like found us on Instagram? How much? Um 38, which I thought was pretty high. I don't That's actually really I don't even high. That's I don't know. You would, idea. you would probably know like an industry standard, but I thought that was like pretty high That's really um, high. for That's a actually, service business. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. not, maybe it's like, no, low, no, I don't no, know. No, but no, I was that, like, that's, that's high. That's <laughs> really I was like, high specifically Instagram. Yeah. And I say that because I feel like for me, because I know that I'm like, well, we got to stay on Instagram. And I know it's funny because like, I guess it's, it's more ironic, I should say, because I know a lot of people can get really sucked up into it. And like, yeah, I know I can be one of those people when I'm not doing it with a strategic approach, but I'm also like, yo, I know that there's a lot of people looking at what we're doing and we're getting clients through this. So I'm going to continue. Hell fucking. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, and that, again, almost 40% super high. And I love that you put the number in because you're actually tracking your data, which I fucking love. I'm a, I'm a dad, I got data. Yeah. Myself. I knew you are. That's yeah. what I wanted to tell you. I'm like, I'm so excited. I looked at the number for the call and I was like, I need to, yeah. I'm like, excited yeah, Kristen <laughs> Lee. Yeah. I know <laughs> you are. <laughs> well, what's really interesting. And this is something that I, I find, especially with the demographic you serve, I'm not going to say niche because I don't know your niche, but with the demographic you serve, is those people are on Instagram and they're looking for like that FOMO. They're looking for that connection with their dogs, right? We call it proof of life on the back end, but they're looking to see like, oh shit, like if I'm still working from home and I'm on a fucking conference call on Zoom and I can like between like breaks or whatever, and I can just mindly waste time on Instagram. Hell yeah, if my dog's going to pop up and dogs to Charm City and this really gorgeous graphic and this really cute story or whatever that's what people fucking want and they love yeah. and crave. And that's the shit they take home to bragging rights. Cause they want to reshare that shit with their fucking, their friends and family. Yes. And what I love now about Instagram, I'm, I like TikTok, my personal thing, but I, I don't oh, so you, I, Are you a TikTok gal now? I didn't know that. I, I don't know look, if I follow you. I need to follow you. I uh, know I'm not on TikTok, but I, I actually took it away from my phone because I do have like, I get too sucked up into it because yeah. it's just so easy to consume content there. 
Yes. But what I love about Instagram is I'm actually starting to like it more than Facebook, to be 100% honest at this point. And it's this point of contention between me and Maggie. I'm like, Maggie, Instagram, man, Instagram connections, engagement, and everything like that. And you can build such a relationship with it because like what you do, and this is something that I want to point out to everybody else is I know Lindsay, well, I don't know you specifically, but from what I viewed and what I see in her interactions on Instagram alone, she creates community and she creates engagement and she creates a sense of connection with those dog moms and dads. She's not there just to have big fucking inflated numbers. Like I have a hundred thousand Instagram followers. Okay, cool. You do you bro. Like I'm sure that half of those are bots or whatever. I'm thinking of one particular person who thinks he's a business coach. Um, (laughs) I'm just sorry. Long story, but I'm just saying you're actually making those connections and you're putting out content that's consumed. And that's why people are finding you. So it's, I'm like, clapping right now I'm like here clap 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 I raise my glass of cider to you oh my gosh raising a glass as well except mine's like pretty much empty but um I'm raising I'm raising it but you know okay you know what you just said something that like made me like it was like light bulb off saying I know Lindsay yeah we've been connected but like we don't personally know each other but like that is the actual vibe like we want people to think that and I know I go into some of these dog walking client meet and greets and the first thing people say like oh we trust you mm-hmm. and I'm thinking dude, you don't like, I, I, this is great, but I'm like, you all like, why, you know, we haven't built this relationship, but we have, it's these mm-hmm. like passive Instagram viewing back and forth kind of things. And even the, the chatting and, you know, I know you keep it very real and they, like, you just, you got to keep it real mm-hmm. and like you're chatting to friends and, um, be genuine about it. Yeah. Well, even when we first started this call, before we start recording, I was like, Hey, oh my God, so great to actually talk to you. It's like, Oh shit. We actually know each other (laughs) just from our interactions alone on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Lindsay, where can people buy all of your incredible stuff? Cause you have so much cool stuff in your merch store and your boxes. Cause also too, guys, this is good stuff to give to your clients as swag gifts as well. Yeah. Thank you. So it totally is. We've got some cool stuff. Um, dogsofcharmcity.net. From there, you can check out our online shop. And then also um, we have a new, uh, we're calling it our party shop with um, some different party boxes, kind of with the idea that um, life should be celebrated with your dog and um, your dog should be included in all of life celebration. So fun stuff in the party shop too, but also lots of, lots of Christmas stuff going on, holidays approaching and, and year round stuff. So. You have really funny stuff too. Like the, like what is it yeah. called? Like little drinks. Yes. You have dude. Yeah. You have those so many- koozies, man. People will buy every color. Yeah. Fucking and we'll send them out all over. <laughs> They're so yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So. You have some really good stuff. Like I actually Thank really you. like your merch. I really like your merch. I got to get some at some point. I got to send you some. Yeah. I would be honored to have you sporting our merch. Oh, same here. But our merch store is super small (laughs) and it's on Spreadshirt. (laughs) Like whatever. Like you got, I mean, when I first started, I was making t-shirts. Gosh, I forget. What's the like most typical website? Like you type in like how to make a t-shirt. Oh, like like, uh, fuck. Yeah. It starts with the C. I feel like, Oh, uh, cus- uh, custom ink. Custom ink. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I was like making them and giving them to people and they were like so expensive and I didn't know what, I, you know, you yeah. start somewhere like cool. your stuff's cool. Your stuff's funny and it's original. Like I think, yeah, that's what, and that's like hard to, like, there's so many people, um, out there now with the, the dog merch. I think it's a lot of it's like replicated, but, um, yeah. 
anyway, so that's awesome. Well, yeah, everybody to go check out her shop. I love her stuff. Um, it's great, great, great stuff. Hilarious stuff. And it's, it's so tail, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm losing my voice. I'm like, I'm so excited about this. <laughs> it's such good Christmas presents to give to your clients too, without breaking the bank as well. And I know they're going to be like, holy crap, I want this. I want this. I want this. So everybody go and do that. Now, Lindsay, as we wrap up, my last question for you, that's not on the sheet of questions. All right. I have to ask. Dun, dun, dun. I have to ask this because my family will be disappointed. Well, my sister will be disappointed. Are you a Ravens fan? Ooh, I am not. A, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I'm the girl. I'm there for the party. I'm there for the booze. Yeah. And the food. I, so actually I'm from Pittsburgh. So at heart, <gasps> I, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Very controversial, Christian. I, I know. So I, I'm a Steelers fan at heart, but you know, I kind of jumped on the bandwagon. Like that's a good example. We have like Raven stuff in our shop and like, mm-hmm. I don't wear it, but I know people freaking love it around here. But um, anyways. They let so. you in Baltimore being a Steelers fan? You know, they let me in. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot. You know what? There actually are a lot of other um, Steelers fans in I Baltimore, know. believe it or uh, not. Yeah. So. My, I'm not into football. I'm more into basketball. And my sister is, uh, she bleeds purple is all I can say. She oh, okay. Purple. So she's, she's a big Ravens girl. Yeah. Well, Lindsay, thank you so fucking much for taking the time today. And if people want to go check you out on the Instagrams and everything like that, where can people find you? How can they connect with you otherwise? So I, I live on Instagram for sure. It's just at dogs of charm city. Also, um, if anyone wants to feel free to pop into my inbox by emailing me at hello at dogs of say, Hey, let me know if you want to chat, need help, whatever. Um, you know, what goes around comes around is, is what I say. And I'm always up for connecting. So dog business or not dog business, like awesome. in my inbox. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. I mean, seriously, this was so much fun and I think I could talk forever um with you so (laughs) about all the things thank you so much Lindsay and I appreciate it and I'm looking forward to connect with you soon again with my audience yes absolutely talk talk soon bye be a Kristen hey there thank you for listening to another badass episode of mind your own dog business if you haven't already subscribed what are you waiting for oh my god go and subscribe now so you don't miss out on any of our content packed dog business jam sessions, plus special offers that I'm going to only be sharing with my amazing dog business entrepreneurial podcast listeners. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a five-star kick-ass review so more amazing dog business owners just like yourself can find us and start to transform and disrupt their businesses and their lives unapologetically. And if you feel so inclined, feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of this episode and holler at your girl. I'm at dog walker coach. You can find me dog walker coach and I'll pop up and I'll give you a special shout out. All right, guys, till next time. Bye.